Hello and welcome to the Running Wild Press podcast. We're still in our series of the Running Wild Novella Anthology Volume 2. Specifically, this is Part 2. We're talking to John Benham, whose story is Yesterday and Tomorrow. Hi, John. Hello. So you have written a, an epistolary story in that they're the form of a written journal, or is it a blog? It's a written journal. Both main characters, they give each other the notebook back and forth, and they're both writing in it. The boy is the type of person who will intentionally make drama happen in order to feel like he's real. So he, he brought the notebook along with him because he knew that a lot of shit would happen. He just kept writing in it and was just like, this is going to this is going to be great because he's just he's so empty that he just really needs a lot of adrenaline going through him. Gotcha. What's your personal history with writing? I started making comic books when I was around 10, 11. And my English teacher at the time really did not believe in me. And and it kind of deterred me from it for six, seven years. (laughs) And then when I was around 17, I started reading Hemingway. And I was like, I can do this. I really want to do this. So I started writing around 17 again. Mm-hmm. And what did you start writing? I, I started with short stories. I didn't have a sense of facade at the time because I was a novice. And that was probably my main problem the first few years. Then I took some classes and I got better, I think. Right. Now, a novella is an interesting thing to write. I mean, there's a market for that now with ebooks and everything. Did you set out to write a novella or did it just sort of end up that length? Yeah, I did. I started off with short stories, but I have written two books. Since. Oh, so, yeah. so it's two full novels. Yeah, they're not published, but I wrote them. I put every ounce of my being in my second book, and for a good six, seven months, I couldn't think of anything. Short stories, poetry, or novella, or anything. I really was just in a state of emptiness. I really couldn't think of anything. But the novella, I just really needed to get a lot out and it came to me i figured that since it was very journalistic that length would be a good idea so what was it you needed to get out just this a lack of closure from my late high school times where i was doing a lot of things that are akin to what is happening in the story the process of writing it down did you find that therapeutic yeah yeah that's that's a big part of why, right? Was this your idea or was it a therapist's idea? It was my idea. I've had a therapist. I've had many therapists, actually. They all encouraged me, but it was, in the end, it was my idea. Yeah, there's a type of therapy which encourages people to write their story. Not to disparage that, but then there's sort of a glut of memoirs out there. Yeah. And I, I've seen it myself at... at uh, writers conferences where the 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 memoir section is three times the size of any particular genre of fiction Mm -hmm. but this is not a memoir so you fictionalized it so i think that's actually i mean just talking business i think that's a good move tactically oh thank you so i just interviewed another author with the podcast she also has a history of bipolar what's your experience then with that and with writing they tie together like nothing else in my life With my second book, the one that I put every ounce of my being into, I was manic pretty much the whole time. It was before I was diagnosed. I I was 19. I really had no idea that 
something was wrong, which is common with bipolar. And the whole story was just chaos. And then I crashed, and that's when I couldn't write for a long time. All right, so when you say the whole story was chaos, now do you mean as you were writing it or looking back on it after you, your episode? <laughs> um, kind of both. When I was writing it, I was positive it was the best thing ever because of Mania. But it it's very unorganized. It's very... Um, but at the same, t- the, the same time, that can be a good thing, just not business-wise. You know what I mean? I don't see it getting published at all, but writing it was good for me. It, it got out so much energy that would have manifested in very negative ways while in the manic episode. Well, even if it, it as a body of work doesn't get published, do you think there's there's bits and pieces in there that you're going to yes. pull and reuse? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that that's consistent with what uh, the testimonies I've heard from other writers who are bipolar is that you can produce a lot of words, but you don't produce a necessarily a consistent narrative. Yeah. The the goal for a first draft is just to get it done, right? That's what revision process is for. And you got how many words written? Ooh, it was like 90,000. Okay, and then how long? Seven, eight months, I think. It was a long episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... I mean, <laughs> for me, the first draft is always the hardest. I much prefer working with the second draft. I, I'm very much the opposite. I'm fortunate enough for my dad, who helps me edit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he studied journalism in college and is much more proficient with editing than fiction. And he's helped me a lot. But still, the, that book is so absurd, it'll never... We'll never get anywhere. <laughs> is that the only mental illness you possess? It's the only one I'm diagnosed with. My therapist is pretty certain I also have BPD. It's just that I can't get diagnosed borderline until your bipolar is in remission. And that that has impacted my writing more so lately because for the most part my bipolar has been in remission, except for really recently. Hmm. Now you mentioned you're also a musician. Is it does this do these express themselves in your music as well? Absolutely. <laughs> the emotions can change heavily throughout an album or even a song, and that stems from more of a borderline thing because of the mood swings. If you look us up on our website, it says we're, we're a bunch of fucked up kids from Connecticut, and we all are. We just mesh well. There's no one on the planet I'd rather make music with than those two. Why is that? Because we think alike. We just have very similar ideas, and I'd be nothing musically about both of them because of how gifted they are and how our minds work together. Then how's the experience of being creative as a team differ from working on a book by yourself? Ooh. I feel I feel like with the book, or both my books, actually, it's much more of a... It's kind of... Burying my head in the sand, I guess, and, and just intentionally drowning myself in, not drowning, like just intentionally burying myself in um, the, just the chaos that is me. And with music, because I'm working with others, I feel less pressure on myself, which makes sense. Together, I, I don't quite reach the point of 
burying myself. I kind of, I, I sink lower, but I don't completely bury myself. So what are you working on next? Musically, we have written another album that we're going to try recording in a couple months. Um, writing, I've, I've been writing a lot of poetry lately. I'm trying to make a poetry book. That's, that's definitely been my main focus lately. Mm-hmm. Something particularly about poetry appeals to you besides the massive amounts of cash? <laughs> because I I love rhythm. People don't. People who write poetry, in my opinion, should like have a rhythm. Like a lot of people don't, but I just like the rhythm and how it can be free and not constrained like it is in music. But there's still a flow, and you can use mixed meter and stuff without relying on a band behind you to change the time signature. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I just I just want to say thank you to Running Wild because I really didn't think I'd get this story published, and it means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure Lisa will hear this and appreciate that. All right, so this has been the Running Wild Podcast, Running Wild Novella Anthology, Volume 2, Part 2. Once again, our author has been John Benham. The story's been yesterday and tomorrow. Thank you, John. Thank you.